You're listening to JSCN, radio for the Jewish small communities. And it's welcome from me, your host, Ed Horwich, on JSCN Talk, episode two, the podcast for the Jewish small communities and anybody who's interested in Jewish topics and Jewish life. Coming up on this episode, I talk to Sal Litvak, fascinating guy. He has over a million followers on Facebook and he's the director of the film, When Do We Eat? We're going to be finding out all about the making of that film. It's a really great comedy. I do recommend you go and watch it. But first, I just wanted to tell you a bit more about the work of the Jewish Small Communities Network. We build bridges between Jewish small communities across the UK and anybody who needs access to them. So whether you're an individual who wants to connect, maybe you just moved into an area and want to find out more, or you're returning and want to reconnect, or if you're an organisation and you need Well, why would you need, for all sorts of reasons, to contact Jewish communities, whatever it is? Well, we might be able to help you. You can go to our website, jscn.org.uk. You'll find a lot of information there. If you need more information, use the contact form or send an email to hello at jscn.org.uk. You'll find us on Facebook and Twitter as well. But back to Sal Litvak, today's interview. Sal, also known as the Accidental Talmudist. He's rediscovered his Judaism and has over a million followers on Facebook. Goodness me, what an achievement. Um, But it was that film, and I saw it a few years ago. I never knew it was Sal. So I got onto Skype to talk to him, where he lives and works in LA, to find out more. I came across you a long time ago, although I never knew it was you, because I used to run a film society for my shul, Ah. and we showed a film. And now I know it's your film. Yes. That's crazy. That is just crazy. So uh, were you doing that at the same time as becoming the accidental Talmudist, or did that come before? Uh, well, very much the same time. So, so 97, my grandmother died, and I reconnected with, with Judaism, with Yiddishkeit. And, uh, and I was still in film school at the time. That was also the year that I met my wife, Nina. She, just as I had sort of fled corporate America in a, in a big corporate law firm, she had uh, fled corporate America in the form of the Disney uh, film company. She was, working, she was an executive at Touchstone Pictures, but was just very unhappy. She's, she's a creative like me, a real artist. And uh, when we... When we connected, we connected not only in our hearts and fell in love, but also as writers. And eventually we would collaborate and, and create this film, uh, When Do We Eat?, which is a very raucous and dysfunctional family comedy with a throbbing spiritual core. It takes place at a Passover Seder, and it's a family with all kinds of mishugas, all kinds of craziness. But at the heart of the story, you have a sort of authoritarian father uh, and five kids, but one is, is, is a guy who is just all about himself and being a, you know, a, a sort of entrepreneurial titan who lost all his money and then became religious. And another son who you know, just never gets anything but dad's scorn, who's a stoner, hot smoker, and ends up uh, slipping his dad a dose of this touch God X, 
you know, it's, it's actually in the real world called a candy flip. I mean, it's a really strong drug. It's a combination of ecstasy and LSD. And, uh, and he was going to do it just so he could get through this horrible Seder, which is always his family yelling at each other. And he just wanted to tune out. But his dad angers him at, his, at the beginning of the evening and he ends up slipping the drug to dad because he thought it'd be funny in a flash of insight, as it were. And then there's the newly religious son bringing all these teachings from his Rebbe into the home, which dad, of course, rejects as, as, as nonsense. He thinks that his son is just covering up for the fact that he lost all his money and refuses to come work for the dad in the family business. But as the drug kicks in, dad starts to actually listen to these teachings and he realizes that his family is just so at odds with itself and he makes it his, the father's personal mission to bring some togetherness into the family. And so it was an opportunity for us, for Nina and me, my wife and I, to share these teachings in Judaism that were exciting us about communication, about family, about bringing wisdom into one's life, about creating peace, not just finding it, and do it in, the, in a very structured format, by which I mean that a, a Passover Seder has a structure, right? We, we have a script every year for our Seders. We have a Haggadah. Sometimes we just, you know, breeze through it like, oh, there's so many pages. How many pages till we're done? When do we eat? Right? That's the fifth question of every Passover. But in fact, all those pages are an opportunity to create and cement bonds within our families that are often strained. And that's what that movie was about. Well, I think it's a great movie. It's a lovely movie. I never tire of watching it. And uh, my son's watched it. My wife has watched it. And uh, I drag people to watch it all the time. So let me go back to, we were talking about your uh, presence on Facebook. You started popping up on Facebook and uh, having chats with people and having an interaction. But then I also see that you then started having Torah sessions, uh, like a learning session. And now you've developed a, a, another stream, which is you and Nina doing a relationship session as well. So what's the thought behind all that? You know, there have to be multiple streams for us to connect with our community and with the world because Judaism is such an all-encompassing system. You know, the Talmud is so vast, not only because, you know, our wisest people have added to it in every century for 30 centuries, but also because it, it literally touches on every aspect of life. Judaism teaches that the connection with the divine and the urge to live a life of meaning is not something that you do during your religious time as distinct from your work time and your family time and your leisure time. All those areas, work, family, leisure, eating, bathroom, lovemaking, can be done in a, in a holy and meaningful way. So, so the rabbis will look into literally every area of life to find the right way to do it. And if we're going to talk about that and share with our audience modalities for adding meaning to life, well, it's going to be in every aspect of life, and it's just going to require multiple streams uh, to, to communicate. So is this now your full-time job? The accidental Talmudist is your job? It is. It is. It is my job. And, and it, it's so unlikely. It's so unexpected. I, I never imagined I'd be here. I, my, my life has been a very roller coaster life with, with, with sharp turns. 
you know, I, I was an immigrant to the United States when I was five. I came from Chile, always intending to be a doctor. I ended up getting a legal education and being a lawyer, but realized it wasn't for me. I went to film school. I became a director in Hollywood. And then this little side project that I was just doing because I was passionate about Judaism and what I was learning ended up becoming so much bigger and forming a big community around us. And people were saying, we appreciate it so much. How can we support you? You know, they wanted to send money and we had no way to receive the money. We actually <laughs> created a, you know, like some buttons on a website where they could send us money, but they were sending it to my film company because that's what had the PayPal account. I thought, okay, this is ridiculous. We have to form a nonprofit. There's obviously a need for what we're sharing and, and we have to get more organized and diligent about doing it. And, and so we formed Accidental Talmudist as a nonprofit company and people have really stepped up and donated to it. And that's enabling us to share throughout these different streams and to create short films and to have live shows and to write and create articles. And now we brought in a team so that we have more staff. I mean, we've just been doing this alone for so long, but because there's so much to say and do. There's a little bit of frustration for me that I am a filmmaker. I love filmmaking. <laughs> and, and now this has become full time. But now I'm finally seeing the path where these things are coming together. I'm writing a book uh, called The Accidental Talmudist. It is this story but I'm writing it as a book. And then the plan is to turn that book into a film. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you're a creative, you can't stop creating. A little bit of love goes out of your life. I've been a photographer for all of my life. And if I can't take photographs or create in some sort of way, uh, it's, it's a little less joyful. Yeah. And this podcast that you've got, it's, that's a very creative endeavor. Well, I hope so. I started off doing something on the radio here in Manchester. And, uh, and now I've turned that into a podcast. And I'm building in a photography project into my charity because the Jewish Small Communities Network it just grew by itself and through demand and more and more people asking questions and more and more people wanting to be included. And at some point I said, either it stops and I, I can't do it anymore because I, I can't earn any money. I haven't got the time to do that. Or I go whole hog and turn it into a charity and that becomes my job. And now I'm turning around to everybody and saying, yeah, this is my job. So we have a very similar story. Maybe that's what happens to you if you're Jewish and you're passionate about talking to people and <laughs> making everybody included. Exactly. Sal, the, your, your story is fascinating and you've given us some new insights into it. It's been great to talk to you. Likewise. Thanks very much. All the best. Take care. And if you enjoyed that, you've got to tune in later in the series. Sal Litvak is coming back. He's talking to me again all about his role as the accidental Talmudist, the guy who has over a million followers on Facebook, how he refound his Judaism, what part, what role his grandmother played in that, and did you know that his mother was actually born in a concentration camp? It's an interesting story. Sal is an interesting guy. Tune in later in the series. Next time on JSCN Talk, I go up to Newcastle to talk to the reform community there. I meet Linda and Brenda as they're preparing a Friday night meal. And uh, it's, it's a lovely warm place, Newcastle. I've always loved it. Hear me talk to them and find out what it's like living in their community there. We'll be finding out about the Orthodox Shul as well later on. And I want to give you a heads up about episode four as well. 
uprooted how 3,000 years of Jewish civilization in Arab lands came to a crashing end. Lynn Julius, I go and talk to her about her book all about that. Our biblical and more recent history in those lands is really not talked about so much these days. So you'll be fascinated to hear Lynn as I talk to her about her book Uprooted. But that's it for episode two of JSCN Talk, the podcast for the Jewish small communities and anybody who's interested in Jewish life and culture. I'm Ed Horwich and you've been listening to JSCN Talk.